0: Well, hello there. Today we're dealing with one question and one question alone. Should you charge your clients for the additional PPE and all the cleaning costs that are now part of your business? Ooh, This is going to be a good one. Creating the beauty business you dream of doesn't have to be hard. It's all about mastering some basic principles and putting in place key strategies to give your business the strong foundation it needs to build from. Throw in the right mindset, the right systems, and being willing to stretch your comfort zone to boost those confidence skills and knowing how to promote and market yourself properly and your success is inevitable. Problem is, that's not what they taught you when you were learning your skills. So that's what I'm here for. Welcome to the Beauty Business Podcast. With over half a million downloads, it's the number one podcast for independent beauty business owners just like you, dedicated to helping you grow to get the clients and the money you want without all the stress and the worry. And most importantly, without taking up all of your time. My name is Adam Chatterley, and I've been helping spas and salons all over the world to succeed for over 20 years. And now I'm going to help transform your business starting today. Good day to you. How are you? I hope you're positive. I hope things are at least starting to get back to some sort of normal for you in some way, shape or form. Now, before we get into today's show proper, there's one very poignant question that we're going to be talking about today, but we've been taking a look back over the last seven months since we started 2020 if you can you know remember that far back and we've been looking at the questions that we've been asked or more specifically the business challenges that people have most reported to us and needing help with in their business now as you'd expect more clients and more money were right up there towards the top of the list but interestingly the number one word that came out in our little analysis was balance you know as in work life balance that is interesting what you are all most asking about or most desiring from your business above anything else. Three simple words, work-life balance, that prove so elusive to so many. Well, I kind of want to help you out on this. So if you'd like to regain a little bit more balance between your work and your life before you slip back into all those old bad habits from pre-lockdown, then I'd like to invite you to join me for a brand new online class that I'm sharing with you all about making both the money that you want and you need from your business, but without it taking over your life, also known as work-life balance. Now, if you're interested, all you need to do is click the link in the description for this episode or go to www.beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash balance and all the details you need, you can find right there. Okay, back to today's episode and today's question at hand. Now, obviously, things are still a little bit strange, but one question that I've been asked many, many times over and over and over again recently is, should we be passing on the cost of the additional PPE and the additional cleaning and the additional time between appointments and all of the other additional things that are suddenly required parts of our businesses now that we're seeing clients again? Now, hopefully this is the case where you are anyway. Hopefully you're seeing clients or at least you have a date very soon to be seeing clients buy. Now, should we be passing on all of these additional costs to our clients? Now, the thing is, this is one of those questions that there's no... Easy right answer to. I think it's going to depend on a lot of different things. So, what I thought I would do would be to get the opinions of a few beauty business owners that I know and I trust and I work with, and then also to get the opinions of a few different salon business coaches and consultants too, to share their knowledge with you, their thought leadership, and also their processes all in one place as like a one stop think tank all about this topic. Plus, that way you get not just my opinion, and I'm giving you the benefit of this collective. Group of knowledge as well. What's interesting though, and what quickly became clear, is that while everyone agreed on the basic answer to the question, there were quite varying thoughts on exactly how to think about this, how to approach it, and indeed how to pass on the cost what to pass on and how much of it to pass on. Plus there are indeed some inherent benefits to this whole thing too. So I think this is an incredibly valuable exercise because like I said, there is no right answer to this and it is going to depend on what's right for you and your business and also your clients as well. And probably most importantly, what feels most right to you. So while focusing on that main question, let me present you with a roundup of the best thinking and options available to you when it comes to this question. Now, starting off with a couple of salon owners, I was keen to hear how they'd already tackled this issue in the real world of being in this situation, having to have gone with what felt right to them and explaining this direct to their own clients. So first of all, let's check in with Sue Davis, salon owner, entrepreneur, educator, and speaker for the nail and beauty industry from Gorgeous Nails Emporium and Nabuno.
1: When you're looking at whether to charge for your PPE and additional cleaning time, it's something that most business owners have had to really think about very hard. I know in my business, I thought about it for weeks through lockdown, trying to work out the best way to deal with the situation. We have got additional costs like we've never seen before in our businesses. We've got less clients walking through the door because of the cleaning time, but also because of physical, mental health Um Financial situations, everybody's lives have changed, and we as business owners are trying to adapt and keep up with what's changed, and who's going to be there and who's not going to be there, and what we can feasibly charge for our services in this post lockdown world. And um, I'm still going through COVID, which we're going to be doing for some time. So for me, it became a choice. I'd sat on all the forums. I've been quite involved in a lot of stuff across industry over lockdown. And I've been on lots of forums watching all the arguments for and against the debates and opinions on whether you should or you shouldn't charge. But I think fundamentally, it comes down to the fact that if you don't charge, your profit margins are going to absolutely crash through the floor. And you stand a good potential chance of not remaining open for very much longer was how I felt and so I I didn't want to be part of the figures that become the statistics of lost businesses so I made the decision that I needed to look at it and I needed to be sensible and pull my big girl pants up and actually make some hard decisions it's an uncomfortable decision to charge extra for your services to that that you normally would but what makes us human is is feeling that discomfort and knowing that you're gonna pass some discomfort to your clients you know they are going to question it and they are going to look at why you're doing it and so you've got to make sure that you can not necessarily that you have to justify to them but you can justify to yourself why you're doing this and what you are charging and that you aren't making money from people in light of the terrible situation that we're all in So, I looked at changing my treatment costs slightly. I went through all of my price list and went through all of my costs per treatment, looked at where we already had PPE in place, looked at what was going to be no longer workable with reusable tools and where I was going to have to have disposable and factored in those costs. And so, a percentage of my treatment list has had a price increase. We had not long had a price increase, so it felt quite. Wrong to put an across the board on, which I know a lot of people have done, and I totally get why that would work for them. But we had literally just before Christmas put a price increase in place. So for me, that felt a step too far at this point. So I've increased the ones where I know I'm going to take a hit. And so a percentage of my prices have gone up by one or two pounds per treatment to cover the extra disposable costs. And then I decided that the PPE. Um, that we needed to cover was the visors and our masks. We have certain masks that are reusable for some treatments that are like acrylic nails and so on. So those masks are are purchased and they are now part of my business expenses. But the surgical masks that we were using for other treatments and our clients' surgical masks that they'll be wearing that we are providing so we know they have a clean mask um, needed to be factored in. As did the cleaning time of fifteen minutes per client, and so we all know if you do if you've done your cost per treatments, you should know by the minute how much that costs you to have your salon open, and if you've got your cost per treatment in place, you also know how much you potentially could be losing in that fifteen minutes. So you've got, you've got to make some effort to cover that cost, and so for me, I'm, we're charging three pounds to cover effectively our mask and as a, a gesture from our clients to go towards the cleaning I spent a lot of time explaining to clients via Facebook live via email via posts on Facebook and Instagram how we are doing it why we are doing it what the charges go towards and also what it doesn't cover because they need to know that you are taking a hit and that you are taking the bigger hit they need to understand that you are leading your business through a quagmire that you've never been to before. And hopefully they'll respect you more for it on the way out.
0: Thank you for that, Sue. Now, Sue is absolutely right there because she's pointed out that we are businesses at the end of the day, but you know, whether it's something more specific to the beauty industry, I don't know what it is, but we do tend to think more with feelings than necessarily when it comes to charging prices and things than other businesses do. So we're very aware that when we're passing on a cost to people at a time when everyone's money has to some degree or other been impacted. So I think that's what maybe holds beauty business owners back in our industry from simply doing the obvious thing when it comes to pricing and cost and things like that. But she's right. If we're not profitable and we're not making money, then we won't be here much longer. And then who does that benefit? So it's absolutely right to pass on the cost But what was interesting in what Sue said there was that she's gone through each individual treatment on her price list and looked at what costs are going to be incurred in each one of those, what additional costs are going to be incurred in each one of those. And then she's kind of come up with a price based on that, but not passed the whole cost onto her clients across all of the treatments. Now, as you heard, Sue pointed out that she'd recently had a price increase, which just goes to show that it's going to be different to everyone in every business, you know, and you might not have had a price increase for a long time, in which case you can probably stand to raise your prices across the board. Equally, you might have huge margins and make a lot of money per treatment. So it's going to depend on exactly you and your situation. But it does illustrate that this is going to vary depending on the position of your exact business. But I also like there that Sue talks about her decision to have her clients accept more of a token charge. You know, she's come up with a simple way to charge an additional amount of money on certain treatments to go towards the cost of PPE. And then she said she has spent a lot of time communicating with her clients, explaining why the charge is there, what it covers, and also what it doesn't cover as well. So that if you decided to take a hit on the charges yourself, make it very clear to your clients as well so that they know that while you are passing on some of the cost, you're also absorbing some of that cost as well so that your clients know that, you know, you're looking out for them. Okay, so next up is Penny Davis, salon owner, business coach and mentor to those starting out in the industry.
2: So the question of should salons be charging extra for PPE? Personally, I think the pricing must have been really um, far out if you're charging extra for an extra 50 pence mask. Um, That said, Lots of places do undercharge, so it's a good time to adjust your pricing. I think one of my other comments, though, about the cleaning down and PPE and that type of thing is that really, in, in my experience, there's quite a few salons, nail bars that I've been to over the years where some of the hygiene practices were incredibly questionable. And personally, I'm very glad to see that now salons have to really improve on hygiene. I'm not saying it's all salons, But I'm just saying I actually welcome the amount of cleaning down and extra precautions that people are putting in place.
0: So Penny very much focusing on the cost of the PPE itself, specifically the masks. And yes, very much pointing out that, you know, if it is just a mask that you're passing the cost off on, then to a certain degree, you should be able to absorb some of that into your margins if your prices were right in the first place. But as Penny also very rightly points out there, that if you are looking for a general positive to have come out for this whole situation then one benefit of this being in place is that for a lot of salons it's caused them to have a relook at their cleaning procedures and their hygiene procedures and to raise that question of whether they were up to scratch or not before so it has possibly caused them to raise their game and hopefully to refocus on the cleanliness and the hygiene standards, which for some, not all, but for some may possibly have become a little bit lacking over time. Now, I also asked Donna Clayton from Metis Beauty Academy for her thoughts on this, and this is what she had to say.
3: Yes, I do believe that um, the costs for PPE and the clean down does need to be passed on to the customer in some shape or form. Um, However, I personally believe that um, it needs to be factored into your actual costing, so your repricing. Um, I would do a price increase anyway, so that's how I've done mine. I've actually factored in the new PPE cost because that's now a new baseline cost for me. Um, And then I've actually then Um, not added an additional cost to my clients at all. I expect most of my clients to come in wearing the right PPE, and I have indicated so, Um, and therefore, I haven't had to then add like an extra cost. So, for example, if something is £30, it's £30 for the treatment because it covers all of the necessary costs that I've now got in there, rather than adding an extra £3, £4, £5 on top of that as well. So I do believe if your pricing is right, you can absorb some of this to a certain degree um, and you need to reevaluate all of your costs because your PPE now and your clean down time now comes as part of that baseline costing just like you would work out your costings with your rent included um, and your electricity and things like that as well. I do personally believe it needs to be factored in But um, I think your clients will definitely be happier if it's just one set cost for the treatment without having to have the addition on top, particularly if they do bring their own PPE with them as well anyway, they'll probably begrudge that. However, I do see as well that you should also think about encouraging your clients if they're booking in for a very small treatment um, to make it known that they may possibly have an additional charge in between. I've seen this with some salons locally, um, and I do champion that. I think it's a very good idea that if you've got a client coming in for something that takes you 10 minutes to do, you've still got the 20 minutes or so either side for your cleaning um, in between and the additional cost for the PPE and potentially not bringing in a lot of revenue for that 10 minutes when actually, in actual fact, it's probably going to work out about a good sort of 40-minute round trip with everything. So, I would encourage your clients not to book for one single small treatment and maybe add a surcharge onto that Um, and encourage encourage them maybe just to book something um, on top of um, that treatment as well, but obviously trying to keep your timings down as well, just to make sure you're still very much COVID safe.
0: Okay. So some great points there from Donna uh, that again illustrate that everyone's situation is going to be different. Now in complete opposite to Sue earlier on, Donna was actually due a price increase in her business. So what she decided to do rather than adding it on as an extra line item, you know, as an additional charge, she's chosen to build the cost of any additional PPE, just like any other business cost into the price of the treatment itself. But like she said, she was due a price increase. So that was something that was a little bit easier for her to do. Now, Donna also makes a very good point. Obviously, not all treatments are created equal. You've likely got some very short treatments that will require you to still do a full clean down between appointments. And that smaller treatment in and of itself isn't bringing in a huge amount of money. So it'll be very difficult to cover all the costs of the associated PPE within that traditionally very low price treatment. So when that's the case, maybe, yes, you do have to have an additional charge, but that's potentially going to cause confusion for your clients coming in because they may know that for some treatments, they won't have to pay an additional charge on top of the PPE, but for the smaller ones, they might. So Donna has another great idea there where instead of encouraging your clients not simply to come for those smaller treatments, but rather than to make sure they're coming in for multiple smaller treatments, which together could equal one larger treatment so that the time that you're spending with them does actually cover the costs of any PPE when they're all added together. So that's another great idea there from Donna. So actually, that's some practical thoughts and insights from some very respected salon owners. But what about the advisors to the industry? You know, I reached out to some of your favorite business coaches and consultants to get their take on this situation and to find out what they've been advising their own clients to do in this situation. Now, first up, not afraid to take an alternative view, but always insightful, Mr. Richard McCabe, the salon lifestyle coach, had this to say.
4: Hey Adam, yeah, I'd love to speak to you. Uh, I shall try and keep it under five minutes as best I possibly can. So the big question here is, uh, should you charge for uh, PPE and cleaning if you are a hair or beauty salon? My name is Richard McCabe. I'm a lifestyle salon coach and I've been coaching salon owners now for about three and a half years. And the one thing that I noticed after seeing in thousands and thousands of salons is that their profit margins are really tight. There's not that much room for error If you want to pay yourself a good wage, you need to master two things, your stock and your wages. So right now, you should be looking very cleverly to think about who you should furlough and who you should not furlough to get the best from your team. And secondly, your stock spend. And I count PPE as a stock spend. So should you charge more when you reopen for using more PPE? Absolutely. We've been talking with my private clients now for about 15 weeks, and we've called it the COVID tax. So you've got two ways to think about this. First of all, everything we know we need to service a client at the moment is going through the roof because there's a shortage of PPE. Now like just like petrol, when there's a shortage of oil, petrol goes up. When there's an abundance, it comes down. and that's the same as yourself. You sell time in an appointment book, and if you're fully booked. Time and time again, your prices go up. And if you've got gaps, the prices go down. So right now, it's going to cost you more to service per client. So yes, you should charge for PPE. The question you should be asking is not, should I charge for PPE and cleaning? It's how do I charge for PPE and cleaning? So for me, it's very, very simple. You are going to do a COVID tax. And I know a lot of my clients are putting in four or five pounds on per service for PP and buffering between appointments. And then once uh, we come out of this, they're going to remove that tax completely and prices will resume. The second way is people have put around £3 per service on and just included it now as the new price. So when COVID is finished and normality uh, reigns, then the money and the price you charge is still high, which I believe in the second way, because I think a client gets used to paying a certain amount of money, and when they get used to paying £6 more for two services in the salon, that's going to be their new norm, and that means you then can hopefully profit after all this. So the question, let's just uh, bring it back to a conclusion. Should you charge for PP and cleaning? Absolutely. Should you tell the client that it's in there it's costing you more per service? Yes, you should. You should tell the client, for your safety and the safety of my staff, I've implemented these PPE guidelines to do with my new salon journey. It is costing me a bit more. We have to outlay some of this cost onto you. The clients know it's going to cost more. The clients know you're not as busy as you was before because you're now buffering people. There's not that many people in the salon because we need to social distance. So my answer is really simple. Those salons right now that are not charging for PPE I believe they're doing a disservice to their clients and a disservice to their staff because they should be able to buy the best PPE without moaning. And that means someone has to pay for it and we have to outlay, they outlay that to the clients. And
0: there we are, Mr. McCabe there, as always looking at the bigger picture. Now I should point out that the reason he referenced keeping his answer under five minutes at the beginning there was when I reached out to both the salon owners and the coaches, I actually had them record their answer to my question on my answer phone. And essentially I on purpose limited them to a maximum of five minutes each so that this episode didn't last forever. And I actually said I'd cut them off if they ran over that five minutes mark. So that's what he's talking about there. And I have to say everyone actually kept under the five minute time limit. So again, thank you to all of the coaches and business owners who came back to me with an answer on this point. So yeah, Rich pointing out there that you, you know, you already run with pretty tight profit margins across parts of our industry. So it's not like you can always absorb costs, especially when the additional costs that you're taking on board are significant, which they can be if we include you know, all the cleaning charges, all the PPE, the extra time it takes in between appointments to clean down, even all the extra cleaning products that you're potentially going to need in place as well. You know, That can all really easily add up to a significant amount of money. And that can easily wipe out any margins, certainly in the hair salon world. So yeah, Rich is absolutely right that this is essentially a COVID tax. And there are very much two ways to look at this. Now, either this is something that you are building in and you accept is a new cost of doing business, like Donna said earlier, or you add it on as an additional line item. But you make it very clear to clients that this will only be charged for as long as these things are needed and also make it very clear to people what this is actually for so that they know where their money is going and potentially how long they're going to have to pay for it and that there's this trade off so, you know so if you're adding the cost of a, as an extra line item you're making it very clear that hopefully this is going away at some point in which case you could potentially pass on a slightly higher amount to people whereas if this is simply being built into the price of the treatments and you don't necessarily have plans to remove this, no matter what happens in the future, then potentially you're looking at adding not quite the full cost of the PPE, a much smaller increase in the price. But these are all important things that you need to think about. And also, Richard, they're helpful as ever, is giving you even the language that you can use to explain to your clients why you've decided to make this decision to go with this option, whether it's an additional line item or whether it's built into the price. You've decided to increase your price so that you know you can explain it to your clients and they understand and appreciate what it is that you're doing for them. Now, the next industry coach to answer my call. And by the way, I'm doing these in the order that they left me the message. So there's no favoritism going on here. It was simply the order that they left them in on my voicemail. The next coach to get back to me was Ryan Power from Salonology. Now, let's check out what Ryan's thoughts are on this.
5: Hi, Ryan Power here from Salonology. And the question posed to me um, is should hair and beauty salon owners pass PPE and additional cleaning and other costs onto their clients? What a great question. And indeed, one which has come up many, many times in our various communities over the last few months. And indeed, one which is kind of brings up several different opinions on the matter.
0: Don't you just love Ryan's energy? I mean, I wonder if he wakes up like this on the morning. (laughs) Anyway, back to the clip.
5: For me, this actually goes to highlight three problem areas within our industry, which I see all the time as a salon coach. And these three problem areas have always existed. But I feel that the whole PPE debate has kind of underlined some of these issues and really brought them to the forefront. But actually, there is an opportunity in there for salon owners, so it's not all bad news. Uh, The first of these three problem areas, I believe, is people not valuing or undervaluing their time. This is a problem which is prevalent across our industry as a whole. And it's something which people really need to get a grasp on if they're going to move their business forward, particularly if they want to actually enjoy some freedom in their business and not be a slave to it all of the time. The second problem area is uh, people setting their prices based on emotional decisions. Pricing should be a mathematical decision and not an emotional decision. And thirdly, moving on from that, people misunderstanding the relationship between costs and prices. Your prices should be determined in direct proportion to your costs. Otherwise, every treatment is going to be making you less money than before, okay? Because you're going to have increased costs and decreased income. That doesn't look good for anyone on your uh, profit and loss accounts at the end of the year, okay? And of course, this is compounded by lots of people pricing themselves incorrectly in the first place, guessing. Prices, copying prices from competitors, just seeing what everyone else is charging. And that's such a terrible strategy because you can't possibly know the costs or the goals or anything else of those people that you're copying. You have to work it out for yourself. So my advice would be to use this time to look at all of your prices again. Work out which treatments make you money, which treatments don't. And indeed, how much they make you. I think you will probably be surprised. Most salon owners are surprised, may I dare I even say shocked, okay, when they do this exercise, particularly with the increased costs uh, associated with all of the downtime in between clients and the cleaning time. So I would encourage salon owners to take this opportunity to finally charge not only their worth. But also enough so that you actually make a profit as well. Because the cold, hard truth is that a business with no profits is a hobby. And in the words of Simon Cowell, it is a yes from me. In summary, I think Shallons should absolutely, in fact, they must pass these costs on unless they want to pay for them out of their own pocket every time a client is served because the bottom line is that either the client pays or the salon owner pays it is as simple as that i've been ryan power from salonology thank you for asking me adam and i can't wait to hear what everyone else thinks about this also.
0: Now, only Ryan Power could somehow manage to get Simon Cowell's name into the answer to this question, but I couldn't agree with him more about the three core problems that this highlights And this goes back to these three things, you know, undervaluing time is a huge problem in our industry. Emotional pricing versus actual concrete maths-based pricing. And you know, I can go on about that all day long because it's my second biggest soapbox issue. And wrapped up in all of that is the relationship between cost and pricing. And while pricing shouldn't be only based on your cost, it is obviously affected by the cost of your treatments. So absolutely, I'm on board there with what Ryan is saying. And yes, absolutely, you should be constantly reviewing your price. You should know exactly the margins that you're making on each and every treatment it is that you do. Now, I can't possibly believe that people listening to this podcast don't already do that regularly. I mean, for fun even. But if you haven't done that recently, if you didn't take time over the lockdown period to do it, then what a great exercise that you can do this coming weekend. You need to know exactly how much money you're making on each treatment it is that you perform. And you need to know this exactly how much of the additional requirements for your business it's costing you per treatment so that you can work out how much you can afford to absorb and how much you have to pass on in terms of your costs to your clients. Because at the end of the day, this isn't a hobby. This is your business, like Ryan says. So you've got to make sure you're making money from it. Now, next to leave a message on my voicemail after my request was Mr. Phil Jackson from Build Your Salon. Now, actually, Phil was a little bit late. He missed the official deadline, but only by a few hours. And he wasn't the worst offender by any means. Plus, his answer, I think, will speak to a lot of people in terms of the shifts in the emotions and the thought processes that I'm sure we've all gone through throughout this whole process. So I'm going to let him off.
6: Hi, Adam. Phil Jackson here from Build Your Salon. Um, On the question of whether we should be passing the cost of PPE and cleaning time on to our customers, well, I've gone on a bit of a journey with this response. Um, I think when we first got locked down at the end of March, instinctively, my reaction was that we shouldn't be passing those costs on to our clients. And the reason was that I felt that there should be enough profit margin because we're not we're not doing cost plus pricing, because we're pricing because of the value that we add to our customers. Um, I felt there was enough profit margin in there to cover those costs. But my opinion has shifted. And the reason is that I think way back in March, we all thought actually this was all going to blow over. Um, in four to eight weeks. Well, actually, here we are months and months and months later. Salons have taken a massive hit as far as their income and profitability is concerned. Um, So I have reconsidered my opinion. Now, I do think there is a place for charging for PPE. And I've encouraged my own coaching clients to be um, adding a supplement, an identifiable separate item on their salon receipts. Um, And the reason I prefer that approach is I think we can be really transparent about the fact that we're not profiting from the PPE. Um, That said, I think we've even moved on a bit from there now, and I think that we're starting to recognise that because of the extra clean down time in between clients, that perhaps we need to make a little bit more than just the cost of the PPE. But I still think that should be a separately identified item. Um, what I don't like, though, whether you decide to charge for PPE and clean down time or not, what I don't want anyone to be doing is saying that they're increasing their prices, so increasing their tariff because of the extra PPE and clean down time, um, and the reason for that is that hopefully, fingers crossed, if we ever get to the end of this, there will be a time when those extra precautions and that extra clean down time is no longer required. And I think if we've told people that we're increasing our prices because of that, there's going to be an expectation in the client's mind that those prices will scale back again once we get to the end of this crisis. Um, So, I would much prefer it if we didn't use that as a reason for increasing prices. Absolutely, I think it's the right time to increase prices. I'm seeing most salons across the board um, reviewing their prices because apart from anything, the chances are good that your price increase was due at some stage over the last four months anyway. So increase your prices by all means. Keep that supplement as separately um, identifiable. And then when we can eventually start to drop some of these precautions, we can either review or drop that um, PPE and clean down fee altogether. Hope that all makes sense, darling. And I hope it's been useful to you and your listeners. I will speak to you again really soon. Take care.
0: Yeah, I have to say um definitely been on the same journey that Phil's been on here you know in, initially i very much thought that good salons should be making enough margin to be able to cover the short term additional costs of the ppe i would hope that any of my own students my own business owners that listen to this podcast and follow me you know if they're charging the right prices i thought based on the values that they're bringing to their clients like phil says they should have simply been able to absorb that short term additional burden of costs but also like phil said I did not foresee that this was going to be going on as long as it was. I mean, back in March when we were all shut down, who would have believed that we were going to be closed for such a long period of time, not earning any money? So yes, I too have shifted from the opinion That this should be absorbed. And I now agree with everyone here that I do feel the same, that we should be passing on at least some of the cost of PPE to our clients. Now, what I did notice there, and I hope you did too, is that Phil has very unequivocally come down on the side of The fact that it should be an extra charge and that should be an additional line item on the bill to the client. And like he says, the reasons are very simple because you can specifically show what you're charging for. And again, we shouldn't be looking to profit from clients based on the additional charges that we're having to incur. However, we also do need to be protecting our businesses. So by doing so with an extra line item, you're showing your client what it is that you're passing on and you can justify. It, if you want to, although you don't have to. And yes, when things do fully return to normal, and hopefully we don't all need these precautions in place any longer, whenever that might be, it's much easier to remove that additional charge. You don't feel you're begrudged because you feel like you're having to lower your prices back down again. And also, your clients feel rewarded that since that extra cost has gone away you know they're getting some additional benefit as well in terms of uh, the the reduced overall price for their treatment but considering all angles there you know showing the fabulous mentor that Phil is he also points out that if you haven't had a price increase for a while then there's absolutely nothing wrong now that you're coming back again in increasing your prices and based on the value that you're delivering, you know, leaving those additional costs out and then charging them back in again as a separate item so that you can, like we've said, remove them more easily. Hopefully, when things do go back to normal and these requirements go away. Now, I said Phil was a little bit late in getting back to me with his answer, but not quite as late as my next guest coach and consultant. However, She is a really good friend of the show and always comes back with such a fantastic response that I couldn't not let her be in the show. So I also asked the opinion of Susan Routledge from Susan Routledge Consultancy, the Beauty Directors Club and Finishing Touch Clinic as to what she was doing, both advising her clients as a coach, but also within her own clinic as well.
2: I absolutely think we should be charging for PPE and not just the PPE, but the other expenses we're incurring. Um, and I also think clients will expect to be paying more. So when when I've looked at it, you know, there's five main reasons I can see. So firstly, I think this is going to be more long-term than we first originally thought. I heard Boris Johnson saying that he would um, like to think we we'll are back to normal this time next year. So um, originally, I think we all thought the extra PPE would only be for the first few weeks But now I honestly think that masks and visors could be the new norm for our uniform. So I'm favouring a price increase rather than a separate additional charge, especially in light of the the time it may be. Plus, we don't know what the future holds. So what I'm saying to clients is that this is like an interim price increase because I need to make sure that, you know, to be honest, a price increase isn't going to cover the costs that we've lost. And, um, and you know, so we're saying an interim price increase because I don't know what's going to happen in the future in case we need to increase again to ensure that our business, like, survives. Um, clients now ourselves, too, are seeing practically everything increase from, like, supermarket shopping to taxis, travel fees. So, you know, I think that, you know... They're expecting the prices to increase. And I haven't heard anyone say that clients are complaining. In fact, the opposite. You know, a lot of salons I speak to are saying that they have um, sort of seen clients giving gifts and, and tips and things. You know, I haven't um reopened by clinic yet, so I've got yet to, to see this. But it's it's great to hear that clients are really, really appreciating um what's going on. You know, so I'm seeing it from two sides. I'm seeing it from the salons who are already um have reopened and then obviously I've opening mine again on the first of um, August. So initially, you know, we've got that extra cleaning time as well. You know and, and, and getting adjusted to PPE but as an industry you know we adapt really really well and everyone I've spoken to who's been open for a while seems to think that you know they're practically back to their normal timings which is great Um, so this extra price increase you know then you can start to benefit a bit more from it this you know this is a definitely a time as well when you can stand out against your competitors you know um what, what I'm doing with my clinic is that we are really looking at how to make things as eco-friendly as possible because, you know, I think everyone was aware during lockdown of, like, the change in um, the, the planet and in nature. So, you know, there's some quite good comparisons to have where, um, you know, really nice disposable towels, when you work that out, cost price for price uh, against washing um, every single towel that you're using on you know as a separate um, on every person to to ensure hygiene and safety you know it it works out quite cost effective and you can still have that luxury feel to your your treatments with like careful thought Um, so as I say we're really really making ourselves stand out by going as eco-friendly as possible with all of our PPE as well, um, and, and during lockdowns also, you know, also include include the time when owners may already have been increasing the prices. April May is always that popular time, so clients again would be expecting a price increase. Um, you know, and you, you've just got to make sure that you've got your profit margins covered. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, we've been closed for four months so you know we've got to recover that um you know and then as well on top of that um you know that um lastly I think you know clients have forgotten how much they were paying so they they really really have forgotten that you know the 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 old prices so I think that you know Again, it's salon owners who were really, really hung up about it. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, we have to make good profit to ride this out and to keep ourselves and our teams financially protected. And I just think that price increase is, as I say, something clients are expecting. It's not something we're going to shout from the roof about. You know, if, if we're going to have, you know, um, so signs, like just discrete signs, if to to tell clients, but that, you know, clients will expect it. So, um, yeah, we've just got to make sure that we're safe in our businesses.
0: Thank you, Susan, for that. Yeah, absolutely. So we a different opinion to Phil earlier on, on exactly how to charge for this. Susan favoring more of building into the price of the actual treatment itself, but then being very specific and calling it an interim price increase, partly because, you know, who knows, requirements and guidelines could even increase over time. And we might have to increase the amount of PPE required, leading to potentially even more of a price increase. However, by calling it that interim price increase, should things go back to normal more quickly than we expect it will, then we could possibly reduce that back down again. So calling it an interim price increase does give you a few more options to take it back or increase it even more, I presume. Now, Susan also points out there that none of the coaches, not even any of the people that I've spoken to have actually reported any instances of clients having any sort of issue with the price increases that have been put in place, no matter how you've done it, as long as it's been explained to clients why you are Changing any prices. You know, if they are changing, and most importantly, that you're not profiting from them because of any of the PPE that you're putting in place. You know, as long as you're not uplifting those charges, as far as I know, we've had no reports of anybody having any issues with minor price increases to cover it. Now, also Susan there showing that this could be a time to really use this as a new competitive advantage for your business. You know, not only for your business, but for the good that your business does in the world. Now, I mean, Susan there specifically mentioning eco-friendly products like disposable towels. Now, if you've listened to episode 52 of this very podcast, then you've heard me talk about disposable towels at length, because like Susan says, they're not only competitive on price. But as I've proven here before, good quality disposable towels are actually cheaper than laundering normal towels and much, much better for the environment. Now, this is all something to really think about as well. Another kind of personal plea that I'd like to mention on top of this, you know, as well as you know, we're having to use a lot of these extra PPE, you know, the masks and the visors that we're having to use and choosing to put in place. Now, I would encourage you to try and find the most environmentally friendly options that you can here. You know, there's a lot of plastics involved in these things. And while plastic itself isn't inherently bad, cheap, non-sustainable, non-recyclable options, and that's not something that we want to inflict on the world as we go through all this. So if you can find recyclable products, please, please do so even if it costs you a tiny bit more money. Now, Susan also summing up wonderfully there for us by pointing out that when it comes to these pricing challenges and questions, it's often us as the salon and the business owners ourselves that are bringing way too many emotions. You know, going back to what Ryan Power pointed out earlier on, way too many emotions into this whole process and clients, you know, actually have expected prices are going to have to increase because they've increased in a lot of places as well. You know, Once again, this doesn't mean that we should be taking advantage at all, but consumers do now expect that in order to get the level of service that they were used to getting before lockdown in this strange new world that we're living in right now, then things are gonna have to change. And that possibly means a small increase in pricing. So in terms of going back to that main question, should you be passing on increased costs to your client? It's a fairly unanimous yes as this response from everyone that I spoke to. However, a few different points of view there to think about when it comes to how and how much to pass on to your clients. Now, this is very much something that's going to come down to your business and your treatments. However, lots of different options to choose from there and things to think about to help you decide on what the best thing to put in place is for your business. Now, I'd like to say a huge thank you to all the salon owners, the coaches, the consultants and mentors that responded to my request for their thoughts on this topic. I very, very much appreciate you leaving your messages on my voicemail and sticking to that five minute limit and most of you being on time. Now, if you'd like to find out more about any of the guests on today's episode, you can find all their contact details on the show notes pages for this episode, which you can find at beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 93. Ooh, are getting dangerously close to that 100th episode there. So that's it from me. I hope this has helped. I hope it's made helped you make a decision or even calmed your fears over how you've already decided to deal with this situation. Now, don't forget though, if you'd like to bring a little more balance into your life but not give up on your business growth dreams. Yes, you still want that six-figure beauty business that you've dreamed of, but you don't want to give up your time and your life to achieve it. Then you need to come and join me this Thursday and I will show you how to finally get what you want. All you need to do is head over to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash balance and everything you need to know is right there. Okay, that's it for me for this week. Bye for now. I'll see you again soon.